Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions, led by Tom Brady. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. It is the outdoor edition for future considerations on the road for episode 62. How are you, everyone? Hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. As always, the boys are here. I'm Manny, along with Matt, who's sitting five feet away from me. John Rashad is sitting a thousand miles away from me. (laughs) Boys, how you doing? Good, good. Rashad's still on that cruise across the Pacific right now. Yeah. Right? Just hitting all the islands. That Princess Carnival Cruise Line, it's got pretty good Wi-Fi for you to join us. You ever been on a celebrity cruise and he's the celebrity? (laughs) I wish these people would leave me alone. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping to come back with Norwalk and Corona. I think I can do it. There you go. How many people have asked for your autograph? Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) You're who? You're from what? I'm sorry? For future what? Uh, yeah. Could you sign this, please? It's a the, restraining order. The noise that people listen to in the background, is that from your ship or is that from my backyard? Rolling <laughs> 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 well, into port. Is that, is that cicadas that are uh, cicadas that are chirping in the background? Are you near a forest or something or what's going on? <laughs> Anyways, we are outside, so if you do hear something weird in the background, there may be a dog that'll bark. Just know that we are outside. Matt is still alive. I'm glad that he's able to join still us. Still good. Been a quiet week. Stayed home in the bunker. Got enough astronaut food to live in the basement for a few days. <laughs> it's like watching The Purge again. Uh, and uh, hopefully summer is extended because this episode released after Labor Day weekend, the kids are back in school, mm-hmm. and we hope that summer is extended just a little bit. You're hoping, because there's going to be yeah. a friggin' pool back here when we do the show next week. Yeah. Pool starts the install in two days, boys. In two days. I'm nice. getting excited about that. Now, well, I, now I gotta uh, come down. I gotta do that trip I've been planning down there for so yeah. long. Uh, could see, you imagine, eh? See if the cruise ship takes you all the way yeah. down Lake St. Clair, would you? <laughs> <laughs> We've been trying to get Rashad down here for the last six years. Manny puts in a pool. Rashad's still there. The water's not even warm yet. He's <laughs> first, first man in, John Rashad. <laughs> Wearing nothing but water wings. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're still putting the concrete around the pool and he's waiting. Are you guys done yet? He's, he's got his unicorn even, floaty around his waist. It's not even ready filled. To jump in. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, big shout out to Megan and Arceline RC. They just celebrated their wedding to kick off uh, the Labor Day weekend. That was last week. What a fantastic wedding. The bride. I'm biased. She's my cousin. She's family. She was gorgeous. But RC looked just as good. That was a great party. Met some big fans of the podcast at the wedding. So Where was this wedding? Mississauga. Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah. They wanted to talk about our Cam Newton takes. Uh-huh. They laughed at our debacle of the New York Mets organization. Good. Yeah, screw yeah. them. <laughs> I had a few of my cousins were there and uh, some non-cousins who agreed with my 
go for Jack Eichel take, and okay. we'll, I know we'll talk about yeah. the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, we're not going to mention Jack, though. No, no, we're not going to mention Jack unless it's Jump. changed his name to Christian or Jump something. Jump the gun a little bit on that one. <laughs> um, so, big fans of the show. Some agreed with your Jake Paul take. Nice. Yeah, from the last there episode. There we go. So if you have like a good surrounding of people you got there. If you have not listened to the last episode, episode 61, go back, have a listen to our debates, and uh, let us know what you think about it, too. Again, one episode uh, this week. Stay tuned, though. We've got a big announcement at the end of the podcast. You're not going to miss it. It's like watching a trailer for the next uh, James Bond movie. It will change everything. <laughs> the podcast as you know it will never be the same. <laughs> All of this has been building to one moment. <laughs> so that's at the end of the show. So if you don't want to just fast forward for the next few minutes here. Producer John, can you put in that movie trailer music underneath Matt's voice there? There was a time. The last 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to this announcement. It's, Even I'm excited yeah. about it now. <laughs> that sounds epic. Yeah. Well, on the piece of garbage we're about to give you. <laughs> we're going to talk some baseball, some hockey. Uh, soccer again, and we'll have another edition soccer of Pump It or Dump It. But first, let's get into some football. Jackson trying to escape and run for it, and he's got it more. Lamar Jackson down the sideline. Will they give it to him? They will. Touchdown, Baltimore. We had a bunch of emails this week from people who wanted to talk about the NFL, and most common among them, uh, who are our Super Bowl picks? We're already talking Super Bowl. This is great. This yeah. is the the build up to the last week that uh, we don't have football until what is it, February the ninth, twenty twenty two, or something like that. Right. I yeah. Think that's the run. Yeah. Um, I've already won money on college football. Oh, it's a good weekend for yeah, college this is, football. This I won is great. some money too, John. Did you win some All money right. on college football? I did not bet on college football. Oh, okay, oh, it was a sorry. pretty good weekend for college football. Yeah, yeah. I was I was getting a little bit teased by that Notre Dame game, but I had had a decent enough day that I was like, uh, no, I'm just gonna leave it. Oh. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kill myself. And then the coach just went out and did it himself. So. <laughs> Execution, yeah, yes. well, execution, execution. That was the yes. word I was looking for. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He, he was picks. kidding. Although he was really kidding. Like, come on, let's not. Yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about the NFL, shall we? So, uh, so many storylines this year. Um, but really, can anybody top Kansas City and Tampa Bay? Is anybody going to be able to beat Kansas City or Tampa Bay? Last year's Super Bowl finalists, the two teams that played in the big game. And my answer is no. I don't think anybody's going to beat these teams. If I look, if I look at the AFC, I think Buffalo again is going to be really good. Can they unseat Kansas City? Not unless an injury is a major factor. Mm-hmm. Um, do I like Baltimore? Do I like Cleveland? No, no. I I like them, but not enough to take them over Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee, they got Julio. But I still don't know about their defense, so I like KC in the AFC. In the NFC, Tampa Bay basically brought everybody back. Yeah. So, um, and they have some new rookies. I I don't know if they have enough balls to go around to all their skill players Mm -hmm. that they have. But, you know, can Aaron Rodgers get Green Bay over the hump? Uh, San Francisco still has questions about... Who's going to play quarterback? Are we going to see Trey Lance midway through the season? Mm-hmm. Same with Chicago there. Uh, has, has Seattle done enough to help Russell Wilson? Is Drew Stafford the answer to get the Rams over the hump in the NFC? 
Um, Dallas is loaded on offense. Can they play defense, right? There's there's all these questions about all these other teams. So I know it's it's pretty plain, and I'm not being risky enough with uh-huh. my picks, but I like Tampa Bay and Kansas City. All right, all right. It's it's almost impossible to not pick them, really. Like if you're if you're going to be realistic and you're you're not going to go off the off the chart and try to be funny or, or try to be cute, like it, it's nearly impossible to go outside of Kansas City and Tampa Bay the way that this, this is set up. One of the things that's great about the NFL is the parody of the league and, and just how good the league is. Where this is like one of the, the few times that I can remember even in the last little bit that it's pretty clear who the best team in each conference is going to be. Now, like you said, injuries will play into this. Some guys may play over their heads. Some guys may play under their heads. So you look at the teams that might stand a chance or may be able to beat them in a one-game playoff. I've got four teams written down. I've got Buffalo and Cleveland in the AFC, and I've got Green Bay and San Francisco in the NFC. Do I, If I were putting money down, am I going to take San Francisco over Tom Brady and what he does with, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? No, not a chance. I like the idea of Aaron Rodgers winning in Green Bay after not even coming back, but does he have enough support there? And again, would the team make an ultimate move to bring in something if they're really hot? I don't believe that. Buffalo's too new to this. Cleveland's too new to this. The problem with for the AFC is Patrick Mahomes is still like 11 years old. Like he's, he's won MVPs. He's won Super Bowls. He's, he's getting ready to go to grade 10 this week. Like He's not new to this, and he's already the best in the business. So I don't feel great about saying either of those teams, but if I have to pick one from either conference that's not the easy favorite, I will take San Francisco and Buffalo. I wonder, guys, John, are, I know you're going to give us your picks here as well, but... I wonder, guys, what do you think will be the major storyline this year? Will it be the players or will it be COVID? Like if, you know, like Cole Beasley, right? Mm. For example, unvaccinated and very, uh, very upfront about the fact right. that he doesn't like the new rules and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Like, do you? how much of a factor do you think COVID will play in the NFL this season? Enough, but not enough that, like, I think every week we're going to be talking about it. I think... There's always going to be somebody that's on the protocol list. There's always going to be a coach that's missing. There's always going to be something, There's a scare. with. I think it's always going to be there. I think that's just the way it's going to be in life. But the NFL, more than anything else, has the ability to build this into you know, making it look like it's not as big a deal as it is. I mean, you watch college football, and, and not comparing the two, but just the machine of what college football is. Like 101,000 people at the big house oh in Michigan. God. Nobody's going to be doing the follow-up story of what that does in the COVID world, but it sure looked hella cool watching it, and it sure looked great seeing those stadiums packed and, and all of the excitement and the, the atmosphere behind it. The players came to play, so I think ultimately the players are going to win out on this, but we're always going to have, there's always going to be a COVID story to every game. You mentioned a great point, like watching Wisconsin and Ohio, Iowa State and Michigan like the people getting into it, like at Michigan when they play the Killers yeah. and the place goes bananas. Like, not only was that exciting, it was also scary for me. Going, holy <laughs> crap! Yeah, one hundred ten thousand people jumping up and down with no social distancing. Yeah, whatsoever. they don't even have chairs in that place. It's just benches. <laughs> John, what do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, I would like to come up with something interesting and say that I think it'll be different, but I think Tampa Bay is going to win the Super Bowl uh, this year. I did see some uh, different people picking a couple of uh, different situations, actually. Um, one of the articles I read was picking the Rams to knock the Bucks out, and then mm-hmm. the uh, Packers over the Rams, and then the Packers winning the Super Bowl, which... Uh, I don't know well, what the hell they're smoking, but well, you know what? Aaron Rodgers has possible. done a lot of stranger things. I think the one thing. Are you that on I'm... the Rams train? Yeah, because I love him. I love him. I love uh, Sean McVay. I'm crazy <laughs> about the guy. There's two guys in in the world whose stock has screamed up my list in the in the summer: Sean McVay and PJ Fleck. And I'm crazy about Sean McVay, and I think he's an outstanding coach. I love the energy. He's got Matthew Stafford, who I've always liked and always thought that he got a bad rap. I think he's got a ton of talent there. And I was going to mention, I think the one thing that I'm going to enjoy watching in the NFL is there are some, not just teams, but divisions that have four really good teams. Well, like the Rams division. AFC North, Cleveland, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati's going to turn a corner. Like, Cincinnati might be a 500 team. Mm-hmm. They're not going to make the playoffs, of course. But you look at some of the other divisions that are in there, and you, you mentioned it as well. The NFC East is going to be interesting <laughs> to see how... No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. But then, it's yeah, not. you know, you look at the, uh, the, the West, which is going to have San Francisco, Los Angeles, Seattle, Arizona. I think all four of those teams can make the playoffs, and that changes the dynamic entirely. So there's going to be some great divisions in the football this year. Yeah, I think it's interesting in the AFC. You might see a team win 10 games and not make the playoffs. Well, Miami, I almost guarantee. Miami did that last year. Yeah, I they almost guarantee. They went 10-6 and did not make the playoffs. Um, so we're not picking the Texans versus the Lions for the uh, Super Bowl? <laughs> No, I mean, if you've got the money to put it down, it's, <laughs> something's going to happen. I'm going to take the under on uh, Houston winning three games, but you can yeah. bet them to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> they might be the two worst teams in the league. <laughs> uh, one of the other questions we got had to do with uh, which NFL team that missed the playoffs last season do you think will make the playoffs this year? Well, I think we've already mentioned a couple of candidates, like the mm-hmm. Cardinals. Yeah, this is a big year for them. Arizona, like Cliff Kingsbury, I think is on Cliff. the hot Cliff. on the hot seat. Cliff's He's another guy rock. List. He's another guy rocketing He's up third here. on my list. Look at Matt fanboying here over here. Um, you know, Miami ten and six. Can yep. they get over the hump? I'm, San Francisco is six and ten. Right. right? Could they make the playoffs? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Dallas as my pick. Okay. They were six and ten last year. They play in the terrible East. Yep. Um, but I think if Dak Prescott stays healthy, that Cowboys offense will do enough for them to win the division and make the playoffs. Okay. I'm going to go with the New York Giants in oh. the NFC at 6-10. and 10. Again, bad division. I think this is another year Daniel Jones takes a step. Uh, you know, the Sa- Saquon Barkley is going to be healthy. They're going to have him to build around. I think they've got a decent enough team that they can – win that division uh, because the division's not very good and then in the AFC I'll take the LA Chargers I think this is another year for Justin Herbert to make to take a step they won four in a row at the end of the season last year looked like things were kind of pushing pushing in their direction so I'll take those two teams as guys that were on the outside that are going to go in seven and nine the Chargers last Mm -hmm. year so um uh, they're an interesting team because I think they improved their offensive line immensely. That that should help their offense. Um, the other thing we haven't talked about is there is a 17th week. That's right. In the NFL. So you could further to your point, John, like Miami won 10 last year and missed the playoffs. 
Yeah, there's going to be a few teams, I think, that win 10 games and yeah. miss the playoffs. Yeah. And by the way, the New Orleans Saints will open the season against Green Bay at home in Jacksonville because of Hurricane Ida. Does that hurt the Saints without home field advantage? I, I think it does. All I know is that uh, the Saints games, of the, that arena, is one of the loudest and most raucous crowds that you find in the NFL. So, yeah, taking that away and going to Jacksonville against, right out of the gate, a tough opponent in the Packers. I mean, you're always playing with an extra man when you play against the Saints at home. Not having that and not being as good this year, yeah, I think that hurts them quite a bit. Yeah, I I, I think it was already going to be a tough fight against Green Bay in New Orleans. Now that you have to play at a neutral site, it's going to be very difficult. Can you believe what we this is incredible. You know, guys, I gotta be honest, I have goosebumps. Unbelievable. Oh my God. Oh, wow. And now it's time for our play of the week, picked by you, our listeners, and social media followers. And the result of this week's poll was very close, and the winning play is from football. Comes a blitz. McNamara, one on one, shot down the sideline, looking for Ronnie Bell. Pulls it in with one hand, and a flag thrown as well. A ridiculous catch by Ronnie Bell. He may have pushed off. Ronnie Bell hauls in a big catch with one hand for Michigan in their blowout win over Western Michigan on the weekend. Great catch. Great catch. Too bad it didn't count. That was pass interference. They took the penalty. But that was a great, great, great catch. catch. Yeah, yep. That yep. was incredible. And uh, the very next play, they hit him on a bomb. He scored a touchdown. And then a few play. I think the next series, he hurt his leg and he's out for the year. <laughs> So Ronnie Hell of Bell, an afternoon, kid. Ronnie Bell put on a show and won't play another game this season for Michigan. That's terrible because he, sure. he was a really good player. Um, who did you pick? I went with Marie Philippe Poulain. Great shot. Beautiful goal and and the the meaning of it. I mean that beats week one of college football to me in a blowout too. That's who I picked. Mm-hmm. Ronnie Bell was my second. Who? What about you, John? I picked the Ronnie Bell catch just because it was so incredible. It was. Yeah, incredible. it was. So, our play of the week brought to you, as always, by London Awnings, quality that shows. Yeah, and you can find the poll on our social media accounts. So, uh, on that we post that on Monday. Uh, go to Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram or For Future Considerations on Facebook. You can vote for that. We will then announce the winner of the play of the week. That week, and you get bragging rights to all of your friends. You get to say, hey, I picked what was the play of the week. Yeah. You can be a part of the podcast. It's like uh, listener engagement. <laughs> oh, so that's what we're doing. Yeah. Now it's time to talk some hockey, and yes, Barry Kokaniemi is off to Carolina, and the Montreal Canadiens have replaced him with Christian Dvorak. they scored! It's Christian Dvorak! Yeah, so we talked a little bit about this in the last episode mm-hmm. last week. The offer sheet. Um, two players that will be linked forever now with yeah. Montreal. So KK goes to uh, Carolina. 6.1 mil is the one-year deal. Uh, I did see Don Waddell said it had nothing to do with Sebastian Ajo. Bullshit. <laughs> um <laughs> And then Montreal gets a first and a third as compensation for that. And then uh, they make the deal with Arizona for a first-round pick and a second-round pick in 2024. Mm-hmm. The first-round pick is, uh, is it the worst? It's the worst it's, of the uh, two. Of the yeah. two picks. Of Montreal now owns 
Montreal's and Carolina's first-round pick in 2022. The worst of those picks goes to Arizona. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's uh, KK and a third for Dvorak in a second. Mm-hmm. Okay? In the short term, I think Montreal wins the deal. Okay. Okay? Because I think Dvorak, in his 300-plus games in the NHL... Uh, has proven that he is a better player than KK right now. Sure. Okay? In the long term, I think Carolina might win this deal if they're not cap-strapped. I think we right. talked about this a little while. Like $6.1 million, they do have some space under the cap right now, and they're going to try to extend him long term. But he's still going to be making a good chunk of change. And if he doesn't turn into the player that many people project him to be, that's going to look like a terrible contract. Mm-hmm. Where Dvorak, $4.5 million per year, signed till 2025, is a really good deal for Montreal. Here's a guy who won 55% of the face-offs that he took, yep. scored 17 goals on a poor Arizona team last year. He's not going to be more than a second-line center, but he's a pretty good second-line center. Yeah, absolutely. And for Carolina, like you said, it'd be interesting to see what they can work that deal out to be to keep Kotkaniemi with them. I don't expect this is going to be a one-year thing that they would go through all of this trouble. Oh, maybe. It's kind of funny. But <laughs> to, to get him for one year. And he's not going to go from six to, like, three and a half or four so he's, he's still going to be in the upper echelon like you just made him an extremely expensive player and the one thing that you do by doing that as well is all of these other guys who we talked about in last week's show that are going to be coming up are going to be using that benchmark number as like hey you were willing to pay 6.1 for this guy like i'm gonna need i'm gonna need eight now right. i was gonna take six but i'm gonna need eight now right so i think carolina is gonna run into some trouble down the road one thing I was thinking about, I was talking to my best friend Kiefer about this. this oh week my god! <laughs> we might be fighting by the end of the show here, I guess, <laughs> just as a as a preview for for what's to come. Um, I really think Montreal did this poor kid wrong. Overall, he's not a third overall pick in the draft. Twenty one years old, battling inconsistency, playing big minutes. Then they put him up, and he ends up getting pulled in for uh, for this this offer sheet. Montreal backs him out. I really think you know the scratching him in the Stanley Cup Finals. I really think he was mis misused in Montreal. I think the winner out of this is going to be just Barry Kakanyemi because he's going to be getting out of that scenario. Because I don't think Montreal ever really did what's best for that kid. Uh, okay, so I hear you there. But then Carolina's talking about putting him on the wing. Like, he's a centerman. So how, how are you helping the kid develop then? If the, Well, Carolina is pretty full with centermen, and it'll be interesting, again, what they are able to do with, with their payroll if they end up having to move him at some point. That's where that's where that kid belongs. He's a winger. He's, he's, he's not, not a, a winger. He's not a center. One of the great things that he's got that he can utilize is his speed. He can't use that up the middle. He's not been great in faceoffs. He was scratched in game one for or game four of the Stanley Cup Finals for a winger. So I think he gets a better opportunity to play more on the wing, which is what he needs at this point. And there's less pressure on the wing. I think that's the development mode that you can go with 
with this kid. And then maybe in a couple years, if he's still there, maybe at 23, 24, maybe and now you're moving him into the middle because Jordan Stahl's going to retire. And maybe that's that's where he kind of fits into that. I, I think Montreal misused him. I really do. I, I don't think so. I think, you know, I, the only thing that I would agree is Montreal needed a center. He looked good in the initial training camp, so they kept him at 18 years of age. A lot of responsibility to be an 18-year-old center in the NHL because mm-hmm. you have to be both defensively responsible <coughs> and try to produce offensively. He did not do that, ran into some struggles, some mm-hmm. inconsistent play. I think that's the player that he is. I think he's Alex Galchenyuk all over again. And I don't have a problem with Montreal letting him go. My only problem, and, and I'll repeat what I said from last week, is I wish Montreal went bigger for the home run. Mm-hmm. And got a Jack Eichel instead of a Dvorak. But I don't mind Christian Dvorak. Also in hockey, NHL players will participate in the next Winter Olympics. Do you guys like it? Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I really awesome. do. Have you seen the projected lineups for Team Canada and Team USA? They're loaded. Loaded. And and not including the other countries, which I'm sure are just as loaded. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I know. It's there's <laughs> some impressive teams. And the right away, the one the thing that I always love that the, the media projects what that lineup is going to be. And then the next segment is going to be, well, who got cut? Who missed out? Who are we going you know, Like, you're talking about second-line guys on good NHL teams that are like, I don't know if they're going to be good enough to be Which one is of the crazy. top 20 in Canada. It is. It's wild. It's going to be great. I think you know the, the Olympics is the ultimate showcase of talent, and it loses me because I don't know any of these people that are competing you i you know there's the sense that you root for them because they're canadian just because they're canadian i don't know who these people are but if you're going to intrigue people you want to get people excited about the olympics hockey is where you can do that in the winter and the nhl players are what gets it done and they're in china like the games are in beijing mm-hmm. china is a huge market for the nhl massive right if if they can convince some of those uh, fans in China to mm-hmm. follow hockey all of a sudden. That's a huge win for the NHL. Are you ready? And now it's time for Rapid Fire. We're going to start with a question from a listener. Michael wants to know if we think the Blue Jays will make the playoffs. Oh, every Blue Jays fan has a heart on right now after the series with Oakland. We're doing this every week now. They get a, a big win against the Yankees to open that. That's that's a big series they're playing this week. Big yeah. series. So, like their offense is blowing up. Hey, yeah, their pitching staff. Although uh, that Alec Manoa on Friday night, the uh-huh. offense had to bail him out. Did they but ever? Boy, did what a they game ever. that was. That, that was Friday night. Imagine being at Could that game. I would. I was just oh, gonna my say goodness. that. It, <laughs> I I would have never seen anything like that before in person. Guriel Grand Slam in the eighth to tie it up. Marcus Simeon, three-run shot in the bottom of the ninth to walk it off. Disappointed by the bat flip from Simeon on that one. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) although... There's really anything there. The Guriel bat flip was really good. It sure was. It It sure was. was. It was pretty epic. Yeah, Jose Bautista hits that walk-off. He'd have thrown that into the 500 (laughs) levels. (laughs) And then screamed at the umpire for some reason. Yeah, and then yelled at the umpire and somehow get ejected from the game. So do you think the Jays get in? No! I've said this all along. No! Look, coming where we are right now, broadcast recording where we are right now, they're four games back. They've got six games left against the Yankees. 
Six against the Rays, seven against the Twins, seven against the Orioles. For me, you have to win, have to. You have to beat the Orioles six times. All six, yes. Have to. All six. You have to beat the Twins five out of the seven times. You've got to take five from the Yankees. You've got to take five from the Rays. So I've got in here for you for the Blue Jays to make the playoffs. I'm going to hear six losses for the rest of the year. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. Gonna and the problem for for them right now is they're not playing Boston. Like you're, yes. you're playing the Yankees seven times. That's good. That can change everything. You win all seven games against the Yankees, or you win six games against the Yankees. Sure, we're having a different conversation. But you're not chasing the Yankees right now. You're chasing the Red Sox. The Red Sox got Tampa Bay this week. They they were winning on on Monday last I saw. I don't know where I've been, but <laughs> I think they won. I don't know. So. You know that's going to be a huge series. That'll go back and forth. So if you can take four from the Yankees this week in New York, we're going to have a different conversation next week. There's still a little bit of hope though, because after Tampa Bay, Boston plays the White Sox. They play Seattle, which mm-hmm. basically will either sink or swim Seattle For right sure. in the wild card race. For sure. They play Baltimore. They play the Mets. They play the Yankees. They play Baltimore again. Then they play Washington. That's a favorable schedule for Boston. For sure it is. Because you play Baltimore six times. Yeah. You play Washington three, the mm-hmm. Mets twice. Mm-hmm. Um, like Boston, I think, gets in even though they've been struggling. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm not at all impressed by that Boston team. Um, but I don't think the Blue Jays are going to get in. I'm just saying. Someone <clears throat> what are I know, you saying? Someone I know predicted the Blue Jays weren't going to get into the playoffs right at the beginning of the year. Everyone- <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Pat yourself on the back a little bit harder, here's, John. Here's the guy. I thought Pat he was about back. to turn the corner here. Yeah, the I pa- thought Captain Positivity had just arrived. <laughs> instead? Instead of, I told you they were going to suck. Peak pessimism. <laughs> Why are we even playing this year? <laughs> oh, John. <laughs> For a no. second, I thought you were going to do it, Rashad. Nope, not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, have you guys been watching uh, the action at the U.S. Open? Uh, not a lot, but I like your Fernandez, the Canadian girl, yeah. the 18 who turned 19-year-old. Canada's putting on a show at we're, the U.S. Open. We're not a hockey country anymore. We're a no tennis way. country. Yeah, <laughs> Philippe Auger, uh, yeah, you want Alexis. me some money? I'm, yeah. feeling, I'm feeling that guy. You want me some money? Yeah. a boy, Felix. Yeah, and then Fernandez. Um, it was really smart, too, when she was... Uh, when she was playing her uh, last two matches, especially, she really learned how to work the crowd. She uh, got the crowd pumped up, totally got them on her side, and then uh, it was deafening. They were in favor of her the whole way in her last we're match. Canadian, man. We're, yeah. we're Canadians. <laughs> we know how to bo- look at you. Like this is the optimism that I like to hear from you, John. The only sport <laughs> that like, he is positive in is women's tennis. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Yeah, it's it's true. It, it really is. We've got, but really, in we've got six professional tennis players that are coming out of Canada that are top ten talent in men and women. Like it's really become, and I don't know how long this has been kind of in the mix or or where this kind of came from. Rashad, you can probably be a little more insightful on it than I can. But like all of a sudden, like there's Canadian product popping up in tennis, and they're 
racing to the top of of these these charts and they're they're playing extremely well in these tournaments yeah fernandez was 73 heading into this tournament she mm-hmm. will definitely move up the rankings for sure right bianca did it a couple years ago yeah. um you know eugenie yeah um uh, on the men's side shapovalov and yep. felix and yep. milos right the one thing john is let's get some stability let's see if they mm-hmm. can sustain this success over a longer period of time yeah, Andrescu looks like she's coming back into form uh, so far. Um, Eugenie Bouchard seems to think that uh, she's going to finally be healthy to start playing next season again. I thought she'd retired, but I guess she's been battling an injury and rehabbing. That's what she says Not on social Instagram. media. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> and then uh, Fernandez, like she has no fear. Um, they were interviewing her in her post- post-match press conference um, the night before. La- uh, let's see, I guess that would be Saturday night. Um, and she was saying that she always knew that she was going to have this level of success. It was just a matter of when. And she said she had always envisioned herself playing on big stages against big players and beating them. So hey. she is not intimidated at all at her young age. So I'm She sounds impressed. like Bianca, right? When when yeah, Bianca yeah. won the U.S. Open, I, I was almost a little taken aback by the swagger and, the, and, and some of the ways that she was talking. So um, it's got to come from somewhere. As long as Fernandez doesn't change her coach, um, she should be okay. <laughs> Yeah, yep. <laughs> I love the confidence. I love the confidence in these players. Yeah, we have another question from Philip and uh, Manny. You'll love this. Philip writes, "Hey guys, Ronaldo has now set the record for Jesus. the most international goals scored <laughs> in the soccer world. Will you finally agree with Manny that he's the best soccer player of all time?" Yeah, boys, Phillip. agree. Come on, Philip. <laughs> go, Philip. If uh, Phil, if I can call you Phil. Philip, <laughs> what are amazing. we doing here talking about let's talk but next week's jonas next week's show and we'll talk if the blue jays are going to make the playoffs <laughs> and is ronaldo the best soccer player in history he's the best soccer player 111 international goals and he <laughs> scored on his left foot right foot his head he can score any different way you want what i love about what I love about ratting you on, on Ronaldo is like you almost take ownership for his success. I do. <laughs> <laughs> if I haven't been cheering him on. I'm the greatest coach in U10 soccer of all time. Don't you think that skill set would help Ronaldo? Uh, <laughs> you know he can't hear you when you're yelling at your TV, right, Manny? <laughs> he can't? <laughs> well, that just ruins all my sports fandom uh, everywhere. You better be able to hear me. So you agree, right? Can no, we all agree? I'm not, no, I'm not agreeing. John? I have no opinion on soccer. Come on! Sure, sure he's, the, he's the best. Look, I'm I'm pulling up a, a Sports Illustrated issue, uh, article right now. He's not even in the top five. My God, that's from 1999 before he even played. No, no, it was 2019. No, you're drunk. There's Ronaldo. That's the wrong Ronaldo. I was going to say, that's the wrong <laughs> He's not even the right Ronaldo. This guy's terrible. John, move on. I'm sick of you guys. <laughs> Philip, thanks for the question. Has this guy actually accomplished anything? I'm at, I'm at like 14. Oh, my God, stop it. I've got Sophie Pava at 16 here. <laughs> she had a great year. <laughs> John, move it along, these guys. All right, did you see the plans for the uh, new home for Raiders owner Mark Davis? He wants to build a mansion that resembles their new stadium in Las Vegas. It's uh, got a lot of comments on our Instagram account. Go to Podcast <laughs> FFC and check it out if you haven't already. It's more than fifteen thousand square feet. Has five bedrooms, ten bathrooms, 
a pool, 18 fountains, and even a bridge. Would you guys want to live in that home? <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> Are you telling me there's 10 bathrooms? I stink up one, I can go to the other. <laughs> you got a whole week to be tacos every night. <laughs> Honey, don't go to the fourth floor bathroom, third door to the right until next Tuesday. Oh my God. We, we had enchiladas. That's what we he played, needs. We played tall boy roulette. <laughs> he needs his own Taco Bell in there. <laughs> <laughs> At least put a sponsor logo on the top like it says Staples across oh. the ta- Staples Center. I just... It I looks ugly, doesn't it? It looks ugly, yeah. and I can't get over the fact that it's only five bedrooms. <laughs> like, I live in a maybe thousand square foot townhouse. I got three. But he doesn't like people. Two more than me and 14,000 square feet. Who needs fountains? Right. What are you doing with a fountain? He likes people to come over, use the pool, but afterwards, get out. He doesn't even know they're <laughs> not the staying pool. over. Get out. There are people that are going to be in this house for six days. He won't even know they're still there. They're just going fountain to fountain to fountain to bathroom to bathroom. (laughs) He's he's sitting in his 8,000 square foot main bedroom. Doesn't even know there's people in his house. He's just walking the bridge back and forth. (laughs) Imagine being his neighbor. (laughs) You imagine being the maid? (laughs) Oh, great. Enchiladas again. (laughs) Son of a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man well you know what I was looking at is five bedrooms and ten bathrooms so assuming you have two people in each bedroom all ten people in the house could be going to the bathroom at the same time that's amazing well maybe that's why he did it what a great feature maybe that's why he did it yeah, max ten people in. sorry guys we don't have any more bathrooms unless someone can use a fountain yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That's what it's What do you need the bathrooms for? You got 18 well, fountains. Well, after beer roulette, you might need to use a fountain. It's closer than going to the third level to use the bathroom. <laughs> like Zach Galifianakis and Mike Tyson's pool. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> And uh, Drake has released his long-awaited album called Certified Lover Boy. The entire world is going crazy over it, including athletes. Zach has written in and picked one of the tracks for Pump It or Dump It. This song is called Way Too Sexy with Drake featuring Young Thug. And uh, the video also features Kawhi Leonard. So guys, pump it or dump it? Uh, I like Drake a lot. Okay. Uh, I'm going to need this song to grow on me a little okay. bit more. The video is kind of cool. He's he's dressed as Rambo. He's Drambo. Yeah. And, and the, uh, the right said Fred. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Auto tune. The, the references in yeah, it yeah. Are, are pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to let the song grow on me a bit because right. I, I really like Drake. Do you like the song? No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the song. I don't really like Drake. Uh, you don't like Drake? Not really. What? Not really. That's blasphemous. I'd... Just like John hates the tragically hip, yeah. Matt does not like Drake. I do not. I also don't like Drake. What? Oh, oh my there you God. Go. He doesn't there really go. terrible. He doesn't right really in sing. For future considerations at <laughs> gmail.com. 
and carve these fellas for not liking Ronaldo or Drake. <laughs> he doesn't sing. He just kind of... Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Come on! He sings. You're kidding me. The lyrics that he puts together... He's an amazing lyricist. Is that what it is? A lyricist? A lyricist. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure, yeah. for sure. I I can't sing this song. I can tell you that much. I don't know what he's saying half the time. He's, <laughs> he's singing way too fast than I can sing. So I can't even really sing along to it. No, I, the video is much, much better than the song. I agree. The, if this is my first sample of Certified Lover Boy, uh, I'm cool with just being isolated in, in Mark Davis's house. Well, you already know Laugh Now, Cry Later. That's yes. on the album. Yeah. Which is a good tune. That's a really good tune. I like that tune a lot. But everybody was talking about it. You know the album, the cover with the faces? Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. And everybody put everybody. their own face. Yes. And tried to... It blew up. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, even like Hotline Bling, I thought was everyone was so hyped about that several years ago, and I didn't think that was a great song either. I thought it was just blasphemy, okay. blasphemy, Rashad. <laughs> this is why I was concerned that my relationship with Kiefer is coming to an end because he's a big rap guy, and we were talking about music back and forth. I'm sure he loves Drake. Now I'm all nervous. Now we're golfing this weekend, and I don't know what to do. Oh, I'm <laughs> looking forward to golf. I know we gotta. We- we're we're just gonna turn on the recorder every every other hole or something and see what comes out of our mouths. It has to happen. So somehow, some way, we're going to have a strongly edited version of what our <laughs> golf tournament. Right? Leamington Flyers golf tournament September 18th. If you want to join us, leamingtonflyers.com. You can register there. Uh, we just need your name and email address and some of your money to play. And if you if you own a company, sponsor it, please. And then. Uh, You'll, you'll be part of the madness. Probably the last time we'll ever get to go to Erie Shores. Right. Find us on the golf course yeah. if you can, and maybe you can rescue us from a fountain. And Adam after. Hooper will buy you a beer. Yes. <laughs> and you can tell these guys that Ronaldo's the greatest soccer player of all time, and Drake's a really good rapper. You're going to drive the golf cart off a bridge and start doing that. <laughs> and that does it with rapid for rapid fire. Oh, yeah. We're done rapid fire. <laughs> 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 oh man, so such great debates. Even though I disagree with plenty of you guys on that, yeah. this is our only show for this week as we celebrate the start of the NFL season. OHL training camps have started. Uh, baseball playoff push. Yeah. People excited about the Blue Jays. So this is a good time of year. College football's underway. And we're going to try something a little different for our next two episodes next week. We're going to invite you, our listeners, to join us and tell us about some of your favorite and most memorable sporting experiences ever. Yeah, so it could be something that you've seen in person. could be something you watched happen live. And remember those memories of seeing it on your TV. We're going to share some of our experiences as well. All you have to do to take part, email us at forfutureconsiderations at gmail.com. Or you can send us a direct message on our social media channels, Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram, for future considerations on Facebook. I'm just thinking of my list, and I might be making uh, I might be making a bit of an audible on mine. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know how it's going to fit in here, but it's going to involve everybody at this at this table right now. It was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Oh my goodness, you're stealing oh. it from me. Oh, oh, right. oh okay. I've got a long list. All right, I got you. Yeah. I got you. All right, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Oh, God, I think I know what this is. <laughs> oh, it really was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. If that's not a teaser for an upcoming oh. episode, I don't know what is. 
So make sure you uh, follow our social media channels for great content. Manny always gets the highlights up uh, sometimes before they happen. Great content. It's too bad we don't have a video of what we're talking about. He's already got the parade video from the Blue Jays winning the World Series this year. He's already got it up there if you go on there right now. We want to thank our sponsors on this episode. London Awnings with Dennis and Christina. Quality that shows. (laughs) I'm looking to see where Shane Topolovic is. He's Next Level Athletics in Windsor, specializing in sport training nutrition. We got to get him on. I know, at some point. Yeah. That's right. And remember to send in your favorite sports moments, and we will talk to you next time on Four Future Considerations. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.